Hello everyone, welcome to another edition of the Newsreel. My name is Jeremy. And my name is Ken. And we're going to jump straight into our question of the day. It's going to be coming from Prime Video, as in Amazon Prime Video. And they actually posed this question on their Twitter. And I'm going to, I'm going to reword it just a bit because I thought, I don't know, it just sounded kind of weird off their tweet. Right. Um, which snapshot from a movie scene would you frame and hang on your wall? You want to go first, Ken? Yeah. Well, I mean, just to just put it out there when um, I guess Amazon Prime had put that out there, I think I actually got this from, was it The Nerdist? Yeah, The Nerdist. The The Nerdist actually replied back with, a, I guess, that uh, scene from Star Wars The Last Jedi, that, uh, that uh, lightsaber scene with uh, Rey and Kylo Ren. Uh, but when I actually thought of probably the most iconic scenes from probably one of my favorite movies of all time, The Dark Knight. The scene that I chose was that wide shot of uh, that scene where Joker is walking away and he's uh, about to blow up that hospital. So I I like that one scene where he's kind of in the middle, wide scene, but he just sees the hospital and it's like right before just shit hits the fan and everything kind of blows up. And that's when the dark Knight just takes a turn. That's like such an iconic scene just because you could see how twisted the Joker is. And the fact that he's in a nurse's outfit is just pretty crazy to me. Mm, Yeah, that was, that's a pretty iconic scene from the dark Knight, just because everything is so weird in that little uh, frame of the movie where the Joker's obviously in his nurse outfit and, it's like broad daylight and he's about to blow up a, a hospital. So yeah. that's definitely a good one. Yeah. Remember when he presses the button, it's, it doesn't actually blow up right away. He's like, uh, what's going on? So there's a little bit of levity to it, but then it's like, whoa, this guy just literally blew up a, a hospital. Um, and he ended up obviously kidnapping a bus, a school bus load of uh, patients, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was nuts too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's, there was so much going on in that scene, and obviously before that, we get one of our favorite uh, lines of dialogue ever. Rachel, Rachel, <laughs> man, you know, one of these days we should do an episode on the Dark Knight, just because. Yeah, just because, because it's I don't know favorite one of favorite movies of all time. Yes, exactly. So I almost uh, went with the Dark Knight, also surprisingly, uh, not maybe not surprisingly, uh, but I'm actually gonna pick one from Endgame. Ooh. Uh, Avengers Endgame and the frame specifically is when um, you know after Captain America gets his like shield broken and Thanos is like his forces are all gathering and it's that shot right before uh, obviously the whole famous portal scene so it's before that when Captain America is there standing by himself and it's that wide shot of him basically on his own facing Thanos and his army. And I was like, I just remember seeing that in the movie for the first time. And I was like, dang, that's a beautiful shot. But I'm like, he's going to die. Mm-hmm. Fun fact. That was actually the one that I was thinking about saying too, because I love that shot as well. And I'm kind of glad now that I didn't say it just so that it gives you an opportunity to show that one off. Uh, but oh my God, yes, that was... 
surprisingly one of the more cinematic shots um, in a comic book movie. It's funny that, you know, we picked uh, both of ours from comic book movies. But yeah, that was one B for me because mm. of how epic that was, because that's obviously 11 years in the making uh, of 23 or four Marvel movies up to that point. I forget the number. I think it's 23. Three. Up, up <laughs> until that point, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but no, nah, that was one of the best shots because, I mean, you see the odds of a broken down Captain America. His shield, vibranium shield, is already like basically mostly uh, like halfway gone or whatever from from Thanos and uh things really did look bleak yeah dude uh my 1b would have been like I was thinking something from Terminator maybe like when um I almost said when Arnold and uh John Connor like fly off the little like uh into when they're running away from the T-1000 on the on the motorbike but I'm like Actually, I wouldn't pick that because it's obviously Arnold's stunt double. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, you're a fan of uh, his his stunt double's work, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I probably would have picked a, a different frame from that movie. Maybe when he says, hasta la vista, baby. But mm. yeah, something like that. Yeah, that's a good one. I actually, not, not from that movie, I probably might think of the T-1000 when he rides that motorcycle um off uh i guess through the glass uh building or whatever mm-hmm. and then right into the the helicopter that would be a pretty good shot Ooh, too that's a good one shoot yeah there are so many iconic scenes in terminator 2 judgment day yeah man for sure so jeremy since i am the tv guy and i do have a tv topic i actually almost had a double movie topic a bonus one but we'll may potentially get into that a little bit later uh but i uh, a last minute TV topic came to across, I guess, my social medias uh, within the last 24 hours. And I was like, ooh, I know Jeremy's going to appreciate this one. And so uh, this week's TV topic uh, for the newsreel is about that, I guess, unofficial official news mm. that sm- uh, a Smallville animated series is currently being worked on. And, it, and apparently it's being worked on with people involved such as... Tom Welling, a.k.a. Clark Kent, a.k.a. Superman, and um, and Mr. Lex Luthor himself, Mr. Michael Rosenbaum, one of our favorites, right? Yeah, dude. Those two together, on like, they're like the dynamic duo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so um, I ended up watching, uh, I guess, a quick interview on IGN, and it was, I guess, on their YouTube channel or whatever, and they're they were asking i was like hey is this actually this rumor true or are you guys developing a smallville animated series where it would basically take place timeline wise after i guess the events of season 10 of the original run of smallville and they basically said it's unofficially officially like in the works and they couldn't really say too much because it's still being developed right now and so this is kind of a stupid question jeremy but if this becomes reality on a scale of one to 3,000, how pumped would you be? <laughs> Dude, I would be freaking hella pumped. Like, obviously over 3,000. 3,001? 
Yeah, just just a little bit, just a little so bit over. <laughs> so you're telling me there's a chance? <laughs> it wouldn't be a million, <laughs> uh, because it, unless they were making an actual live action season, oh, like this is yeah. animated, which is totally fine by me. I mean, but I would definitely be more excited if they were coming back live action. Yeah, I, I mean, I I I could see it. But honestly, well, Tom Welling. He still looks pretty yoked, actually. I feel like he's more bulked up than he was during the show. I, think I don't know so. if you saw the the interview, but he is kind of looking a little old. <laughs> I think it's his uh, his long hair and his beard yeah. that makes him a little bit older, look older. Maybe if they can like de-age him, like what they did with Samuel L. Jackson in uh, <laughs> in uh, Captain Marvel. <laughs> yeah, I I don't think you have to go that far and I would I would have said like oh do a older Superman type of thing. Mm-hmm. That would be pretty cool. Uh but they kind of are already with the Superman Lois show. Right. Him just being a dad, but anyway, uh it being animated. I just wonder what the art style would look like. Uh is it going to look like the whole uh Batman or Superman animated series where it's like Bruce Timm style? Um I doubt it, but I think that would be really cool. I remember first hearing them mention, like Michael Rosenbaum and Tom Welling, mention it on um, Michael Rosenbaum's podcast when they would like just talk and interview each other pretty much. And they mentioned, oh, yeah, we should do like a, another season of Smallville, but instead it's animated or whatever. <laughs> he was joking. Yeah, like they're literally <laughs> just joking. But who knows, like, at that point, because animation takes a long time. I would imagine they already kind of knew, and they were just kind of dropping breadcrumbs. <laughs> yeah, or yeah, or they were trying to, like, basically get it off the ground, get people uh-huh. excited to get the green light. Right, because you know what? I just realized that, uh, I guess, Smallville, <laughs> they're celebrating their 20th anniversary, basically, of when season one debuted. That's so crazy to me. That's crazy, and I still love the pilot. I think it's still one of the best pilots, like, of a series that kicks off a show that's like that long. Right. I think it helps that they blew their budget on that pilot because I feel like everything else later on in the season was kind of very uh, cost friendly. I'll, I'll just say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it was. It was the WB at the time. Mm-hmm. But no, I, I hear you. I mean, I felt like because they uh they you know they probably had to start this show off with a bang especially with it being superman such an iconic superhero they actually had to obviously grab people's attention and then you know let the whole storylines like then keep people hooked and they for sure got me uh during their original run for sure if they were to make or if it is really happening, I would want to see, since, you know, in animation, you won't have to, like, do the whole, you don't have to worry about special effects because literally everything's in freaking 2D animation. Mm-hmm. I want them to go, like, pretty crazy with... Uh, Some and, of the action. And, and, yeah, on the action and on, like, the villains. You know, you don't have to do the the freaking simple freak of the week oh, for yeah. an animated show. You can go pretty pretty crazy, go like Brainiac or something. Even though they did that already, um, just something out there for the animated series. Yeah, and I would imagine this wouldn't be on the uh, CW. Uh, I would imagine if this, I'm ho- actually this is just my hope, 
if this actually does become a reality, I'm hoping that it ends up on HBO Max because then it would uh, be, you know, it would allow them to open it up to being a little bit, a little, a little bit less family friendly and actually, you know, adding adding a little bit more grittier um, content. Yeah, because definitely there are some DC stuff out there that's like a little bit more bloody, mm-hmm. uh, a little bit more mature. Not to, not to the point where it's like the boys or the show invincible but just enough that you know i would assume that they know the demographic that they're targeting because the show came out 20 years ago (laughs) uh (laughs) so i i would that would be cool if it is a little bit more mature yeah and and one last thing that i do remember from the video especially when they cut to i guess tom welling's i don't know it was like a quick little interview that they featured on that IGN uh, interview on YouTube. Uh, He mentioned that they were going to try to get the quote unquote, the majority of the original actors that were within uh, Smallville. And obviously I think (laughs) when he mentions majority, I'm sure the the one where they would probably leave off would be uh, Allison. John Glover. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Or uh, John Schneider. Yeah. Yeah. No, those are the guys I want to come back I for know. sure. Those guys like definitely made the show. Uh, <laughs> I hope they. I hope they come back in terms of in at least ghost form or flashback form. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. That would be that would be good. Flashback sounds about nice. Yeah, but uh, I would imagine they'll uh, if they have, if they bring Chloe into the fold that they'll recast maybe recast that uh that <laughs> that part yeah it's a small chance they'll recast just just a hunch yeah <laughs> oh, <laughs> shoot uh but i do want to continue with more of the dc stuff because it was dc fandom and uh there was another trailer for you know another small superhero out there uh you know have you heard of the batman Ooh, um is, does he play baseball uh, apparently this one, uh, this guy might, cause he actually uses a bat and bashes some skulls in. Ooh, <laughs> so, sounds brutal. <laughs> so yeah, the Batman, Robert Pattinson, and this is the second trailer, uh, that we've seen from this movie. The first one came out literally like a year ago when the first DC fandom happened. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so I'm assuming you saw the trailer. Oh yeah, the I guess within the first hour because I came across it on uh, by chance. Thank you. Mm. It was pretty intense, honestly. I mean, I, like it definitely felt similar to the the first one, but I think I love the first trailer, and they just give us a little bit more to hold us over until March. Yeah, I, the, I guess the thing that I like about it the most, I guess, is that it didn't really give too much away. And I love trailers that do that. It's just they'll give you enough action. They'll get your basic. I don't know. They just get you hyped up with certain shots and everything. And I love, love, loved the sound design within the uh, within the trailer with the music and then kind of the syncing of like the uh, the uh, sound effects and everything. It just, it just, oh, just got me hyped for the Batman. I think what gets me hyped the probably the most from the trailer is the visuals. Actually, mm. the cinematography looks top notch, dude. It's like, and it's just the trailer, and it doesn't look like they're just stuffing all the best shots in the trailer. 
it feels like it's going to be like that for most of the movie. Mm-hmm. Oh so yeah. That's what, oh, go ahead. Sorry. That's why uh, like, I'm pretty excited just visually seeing this movie. Oh no, I completely agree there. There's, I mean, Matt Reeves seems like he got whatever vision that he wanted and obviously pitch it to Warner brothers and man, he, it, it looks refreshing even though we've gotten a couple of different batmans uh this is like what now officially the third iter no fourth iteration we've gotten like that original four movies uh with uh burton and schumacher mm-hmm. and then we got obviously nolan and then we got the uh i guess snyder verse yeah um but i feel like even though it's i mean it's you would think that'd be hard to kind of reinvent Batman because I feel like they've been nonstop a part of our pop culture since 1990. Mm-hmm. It's crazy that it still feels fresh. That's what I'm liking about this. That's definitely a good thing. And I like how you mentioned, uh, you know, we've had a number of Batmans through the years because my movie question for the day is actually going to be, what where would do you think you're gonna place Robert Pattinson's Batman in your ranking of Batman actors after this movie? Oh. If you have to you know, if you have to gather a guess. Um, I think he uh based off of this trailer, and uh, and I, I hope I'm not placing unfair expectations on him, he's got the potential to be easily top three. Mm. Um I feel like Batfleck is up there. I mean, I feel like uh, because the movies weren't as good, uh, you know, arguably, I think uh, Ben Affleck probably gets a lot of love only from DC fanboys, uh, but from the general public, man, it's like, ah, the movies weren't that great, um, so maybe it just knocks him down. Um, I feel like Christian Bale is so good. Um, I think he's my favorite, but he might be just a touch overrated, but he's hmm. still my favorite. Uh, so he's got a chance to be up there. And I think um, especially now that it's confirmed, you know, DC fandom that Michael Keaton's going to be in the flash. Yes. It'll remind us of how good he was uh, in the early nineties in, in those first two Batman films. And so he's got it. Uh, I think Robert Pattinson has a chance just with this one movie to easily move in the top three. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I I totally agree with you. I do agree Christian Bale might be like in this day and age, yeah, he uh definitely might be a little overrated, but like you, he's still my my number one yeah. Batman. Uh just because uh maybe he like he rides on the the movies too of being so good, but at the same time it's like um they didn't have any other templates really for a batman like that a batman out in the real world so there was that that line that he had to uh to make whether to go cheesy or but not really the super gothic version of michael keaton Mm -hmm. so i thought it was a good uh, mix but with this robert pattinson version i feel like he might make it into number two that's what i'm thinking um, just because the, the tone of the movie is like this noir, very dark movie and it's a young Batman. So I feel like he's going to be, he's not really going to be that playboy persona yet. 
he's going to be more of the um, very traumatized Bruce emo. Wayne still. I mean, he's got the emo long hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. And, and but people are like, oh, yeah, like he, he just reminds me of the guy from Twilight. I'm like, yeah, I thought about that at first too, but seeing him in other stuff now, um, like Good Time or Tenet or something, just a couple of movies to name out there, uh, definitely changed my mind. I can't, and plus I only saw the first Twilight, which I regret. Uh, I think he's going to make it into my top three. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. Um, with Robert Pattinson, I feel like uh, he still does have that stigma of being the guy from Twilight, Team Edward, I guess. Um, and uh, just like yourself, I mean, Tenet changed my mind a lot just because I, I, I feel like I'm one of those that actually has it higher because I, I guess I understood it a little bit more and I feel like, you know, for me, Christian... Uh, Christopher Nolan's always gonna have a special place in my heart, even if it might, if it, even if it might be talked about as being a little overrated. I still love Tenet. I, I feel like I've watched that movie a lot since it came out a year ago, and a kind of an underrated performance. But it was like um, pretty recent. I think we talked about it in season one of the Weekly Real podcast during the ritual. The devil all the time. Oh yeah, that, that role. Even though the movie was, you know, kind of hit or miss, but it was still pretty disturbing. He was really good in that. Yeah, yeah, he definitely. I like how in all the movies I've seen him so far, it's like he has a different accent every time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like it's weird, uh, and I think that definitely shows how versatile he is. He can play the villain. He could play the hero. He could just play someone super weirded. Yeah, and. uh it feels different and fresh every time. Yeah, exactly. I feel like he, he played a kind of a version in that movie, The Devil All the Time, uh, obviously a more creepy version. I mean, when you watch the movie, you'll understand. Uh, but he had some of the same mannerisms that he had in Tenet uh, with uh, there, that mysterious kind of, I was like, oh, there's, some, there's something that he's hiding. Obviously, it was two very different roles, two different movies. But um, I feel like he did a really good job in both. But man, I, I'm dude. I'm pumped for Batman. Yeah, man. For or the sure. Batman, I should say the, the ba- Batman. <laughs> like Do you the remember Suicide the exact date? Um, I want to say it's uh March fifth or whatever that f- maybe Friday is. And let me check that really quick on yeah. um on uh, IMDb. Uh, it says March four. March four. Okay, not too far away considering how long it's been delayed and all that stuff because uh you know a little thing called covid so yeah and actually um i do have like a like a random follow-up question related to the batman trailer just to kind of bring this up just real quick there was also that news about marvel studios pushing a lot of their basically their phase four movies back um due to and this is kevin feige talking quote unquote production shifts and changes so this kind of bonus question is, do you think that that was the real reason that they pushed it back? Or do you think it was because of how good the Batman trailer was? <laughs> uh, I think, I don't think it has to do with the Batman. I think because they have this overarching, uh, you know, thing that they're doing that they need to space them out. And I think production has been delayed in multiple 
movies, future Marvel movies, enough to the point where, you know, they might need to move them at least a little bit. Just for release schedule sake, pretty much. I halfway agree with you, but I also feel like the Batman (laughs) trailer has a lot to do with it because, you know, you're thinking, I mean, we just talked about how the Batman trailer is being released on March 4th. You think about Doctor Strange and and the Multiverse of Madness, that's also coming out in March. And I feel like with how good this trailer is, I think they think that this version of the Batman has a chance to do some Batman Begins or, you know, that original Mm. Nolan trilogy type of numbers where... You know, it might eat into their uh, opening weekend for Doctor Strange. Yeah, I mean, and it is just, like, no matter how cool Doctor Strange is, you can't beat Batman in terms of, like, the name, right? Exactly. Even if Batman is not that good, people are probably going to go see it at least once just because it's Batman. If they're going to choose, oh, am I going to go see Doctor Strange or am I going to see Batman? Just on name alone, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like the also another reason why they would push something like that, and obviously it'll affect the movies thereafter, is because Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, I feel, is a huge linchpin for the rest of Phase 4 and beyond because they're going to be introducing... I mean, they're going to be continuing a lot of storylines that we've already seen so far, and they want as many eyes on that as possible. And if they have to delay it a couple months, they will. And they, obviously they did. Yeah, man. I, You're probably like at least 25% right. <laughs> 50, damn it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but for, ne- you know, Halloween's coming up. Uh, and we have a little bit of a special movie for our Halloween special episode, I guess. Uh, what's coming up for next week? Yes, so uh, this coming Monday, which will be October 25th, we are going to be celebrating Halloween week by talking about a, well, in my opinion, a modern horror uh, horror classic. I think I butcher, almost butchered that again. Modern <laughs> horror classic, not horror classic, horror classic. And uh, we will be talking about Ari Aster's 2018 horror film, Hereditary. And so... Uh, you excited to talk about another horror film? I think this is only our second one that we've done so far, right? Yeah, I honestly, it's like I I like watching movies, but I don't watch a lot of horror movies, <laughs> and so when when we do watch them, it's like, and, and I'm not afraid of scary movies. I'm not that guy where he's like closing his eyes or whatever. It's just the the sense, especially this movie, the sense of unease that you feel for such an extended amount of time. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's hard to it's hard to enjoy it, right? Yeah, it's hard to enjoy because uh, we you know when you want to watch a movie, you kind of want to unwind, yeah, you know, mm. from your busy day, not freaking get thrust into the darkness and the freaking underworld. Mm. Oh, so. <laughs> man. Yeah, no, I, I, I felt the same way. I felt like it was more of a chore to start off. But then uh, by the end of the movie for me, when I finally got my screening done, um, I enjoyed it. Kind of a minor spoiler, but uh, it, I completely agree with you. Horror horror films aren't really my thing as well. But hey, you know, we've got to appease that side of that genre because I know we have uh, horror f- uh, audience, uh, horror fans amongst our audience. So we got to do it. 
<laughs> That's true. So, guys, if you want to see or listen, I should say, to that episode on Hereditary and get notified, follow us on Twitter at Weekly Real, Instagram at Weekly Real, and all that stuff. Go on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, and uh, follow us there. Yes, and uh, who knows? You may find out that we'll have a guest for that episode. Ooh, yes. So check, look look out for that. All right, guys. Uh, that's going to be it for this week. And uh, hopefully next week we'll get even more juicier news for you. So we'll see you next time on The Real. <laughs> <laughs>